White Collar Crime Watch will share a serious case of an advisor stealing from an elderly client and how you can avoid being next. It is Monday, September 7th. Let's talk money with our friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from Mom's Half Finished Basement in East Lansing, Michigan, Go Green, uh, where we make the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by NordPass, Money with Friends, friends. You all get a deal on NordPass's two-year plan. You'll get a month free and 50% now. What is NordPass? It helps you get rid of password stress forever. You also get some premium features, 30-day money-back guarantee. Have all your passwords in one place. Head to nordpass.com forward slash MWF for your special discount just because you hang out with Bobby and I. Speaking of Bobby... How are you doing, Bobby? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. You know, it is Labor Day. We are, you know, working hard on a holiday. Yes, working so you don't have to. You're welcome, <laughs> yes. people. Yes, you're welcome, America. You're welcome, the rest of the world that has Labor Day on a different day. We're working hard here. Uh, laboring to make sure people don't get ripped off. This is so sad, yes. the story we're going to talk about. It is. It's and it ugly. keeps happening. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so sad. Uh, let's, uh, let's dive into it. Let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Julian from Rich and Regular. It's time for today's headlines only at Money with Friends. All right. Today's piece comes to us from investmentnews.com. Uh, the S Securities and Exchange Commission charges a Connecticut hybrid advisor with stealing $300,000 from client. Securities and Exchange Commission has filed an emergency action charging hybrid advisor Matthew O. Clausen of Cheshire, Connecticut with stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars from an advisory client. In its action, the Securities and Exchange Commission seeks an asset for Freeze, permanent injunction relief, and disgorgement plus prejudgment interest and civil penalties. Bobby? The SEC alleges that beginning in February of 2019, Klassen stole more than $300,000 from a retired 73-year-old advisory client. According to the complaint, Klassen liquidated securities in the client's accounts, transferring the proceeds of the sales to a bank account he held jointly with the client for investment purposes and to facilitate the payment of miscellaneous monthly expenses. Klassen withdrew cash from the account on numerous occasions and at different bank locations. The complaint alleges that the client did not know of or approve the withdrawals and did not receive the cash that Klassen withdrew. As a registered representative, he's affiliated with LPL Financial of Glastonbury, Connecticut. He is also an investment advisor with Integrated Wealth Concepts, also of Glastonbury. So, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, so this idea of a hybrid advisor uh, means that that he has uh, licenses here with uh, with with two different firms and he can do two different things. Number one is he can be just a straight up fee only advisor where he gives advice and collects a fee. But this is the key and this is where the 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 client ran into trouble. He can also make the trades for a client. He can jump into their account and help them do things. Uh, often clients will find something that's called, uh, uh, will sign something called a discretionary 
account signature, which means that they that they are giving discretion to the advisor. So, the, which means the advisor can just go make changes without without notifying them. Now, those changes, Bobby, don't mean that the advisor can withdraw money, right? They can't withdraw money, but but the second that your advisor asks for discretion is usually the first end, the very top end of a slippery slope that can turn into something like this. Well, yes, but remember, if someone is managing your money, I mean, I think that you have to have some kind of trust. I mean, you can't have them necessarily always. It just depends on your comfort level with this person. And it comes down to human trust and human behavior. And this is really tricky um, because in this case, you had someone who was a criminal, allegedly, and was literally taking the money out. You can't do that. What you can, what you should do is you should have double notifications where you're notified both, you know, through emails, through text or whatever, whenever any action takes place in your account. And that would at least raise alarm bells. And, you know, we, it says retired 73 year old advisory client. There's plenty of 73 year olds, many, most, I might say that are totally sharp. There's no indication here, whether this client was aware of any, I mean, the, clearly they didn't give permission, but you can have it, you can set up, especially if you have old, older relatives or loved ones, that you can also be notified when there's mischievous behavior in an account. I know a lot of banks right now do a wonderful job. I've talked about, as ironic, we have NordPass as our sponsor right now. I've talked about the fact that my account was hacked, my just generic bank, um, I'm sorry, my email account and then my credit card. And literally, the minute someone tried to make, it was the first warning was a 63 cent charge. I guess they were testing it. The bank that holds the credit card immediately notified me before putting that through. I wish these companies would have something like that, where there's something that seems off and like withdrawing your client's money that would seem off and notifying that person and ideally a backup person like yeah. a wife, a child, someone that has a vested interest in protecting this 73 year old advisory client so that there was some red flags going up. And at least even though you may not be able to stop the very first instance of it, it can be clamped down on pretty quickly. You can you can request that somebody else gets uh, either uh, a, a loved one gets access to your account so they can monitor what's going on inside your account or that they get paper statements along with you. Right. I know a lot of people are going away from paper statements, but maybe having that paper trail for an older relative in the family is going to allow somebody else to help them go through these things because. You know, it's very difficult for the company, like in this case, LPL Financial, to know that there's some nefarious stuff going on. They don't have any idea. It is right. a joint account, maybe set up, maybe set up with good intentions. Both of them decided to do it. Now, having a joint account with your advisor is always a mistake. You know, Bill is hanging out with us on Facebook right now. Bill said, no one touching my money advice only, please. I know a lot of people hired me as as their advisor and the team of people that I worked with, we didn't have discretion. But if you and I, let's say, Bobby, you were my client, we advise you to make six different moves in an account, just a freedom from you having to do the just pain in the ass, get in there and do it. You could say, yes, go do it. And I would have your permission mm -hmm. to make those moves. But you had to be in on every single thing that happened. My clients never had joint access, gave me joint access though. Joint access meant that it's partly my money. It's it's almost a gift. If, if, if it's a joint account, then I'm gifting. It's partly my money too, which you do not want. You do not want to do that. And that's why he could withdraw the money. 
That's exactly, I mean, you pointed out exactly the red flag. It should never have been in a joint account. Yeah. Yeah. Giving somebody the ability to make moves on your behalf, I don't think is always bad. Uh, I think if you're somebody that doesn't mind going in and making the trades yourself, then great. Fine. Do it that way. Uh, by the way, these investors are also protected, right? The, the, there are There is insurance on accounts through major firms called SIPC insurance. SIPC insurance is specifically there in case your broker does something like this and runs off with your money. That is that protects against. So there is a check and balance here. If you do have an advisor that, um, that, that, uh, 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 makes trades for you and then runs off with your money in this case, though, the older client, if they signed a joint account agreement, sharing their money with the advisor, there may not at first blush, Bobby, be anything wrong. If, if the advisor is able to prove, Hey, you know, this person said they were going to share their money with me and it's my money too, which is why in this case, I think FINRA and the Securities and Exchange Commission got involved because if the client didn't know any of the stuff that they were signing, well, then we certainly have a problem. Sarah also asked, right. do you think he's always been a crook or he just lost his mind? I think there's a way for people to look into that. There's a thing called broker check. FINRA has a thing called mm -hmm. broker check where you can look at their record. You can also, you can request every, every person that has the ability to trade has a permanent record that you can go in and look at. You can see any complaints. You can see any problems that they have. When you look at their permanent record, it will also show things like, as an example, if, if somebody who can trade stocks defaults on their mortgage, it shows up in their permanent record. If they've ever had a bankruptcy shows up in their permanent record. So for some of these people, it's strange how often when there's a case like this, I don't know the background in this particular case because it's brand new news that we just heard about. But when the facts come out in many, many cases, Bobby, you find some financial desperation on the part of the advisor and they were having personal problems of their own and they were, quote, borrowing, <laughs> borrowing, right, your money to solve their own personal problem, which which is is horrible. If you look up broker check first and look at their permanent record, you're not going to cut it off at the pass every time, but that's certainly a place to look. And this is also a case for everyone just talking with your loved ones when you make investment decisions, because, you know, we don't know who this person's um, circle of trusted, you know, relatives or friends are, but it, you know, if he, if he had a wife or if he has children that maybe, you know, have a vested interest in making sure he's financially secure, just discussing with them. Gee, my broker says we should open a joint account so he can, you know, make these investments and I don't have to worry about doing all the logistics that you just talked about, Joe. You know, maybe that child might say, well, you don't really need to be in a joint account for them to do that. You can just give them access to your account to make trades that you've authorized. You don't have to give them a joint account where you're effectively giving them joint ownership of your money. Yeah. They're very different things. Agreed. It's a question of who is the owner of that account. And it yes. sounds like this person, the victim here, gave the advisor ownership of the account. Yeah. And that's where things went wrong. That's why he was allowed to withdraw the money. That's, that's, that's absolutely horrible. Hey, in just a moment, Bobby and I are going to have our takeaways from today's discussion, but first want to thank everybody who used our link when they went and checked out NordPass. By the way, if you use our link, we've got a very special deal that you can't get going through the front door on their two-year plan. You're going to get 50% off and one month free. You'll also have, of course, their 30-day money-back guarantee. But what is NordPass? 
NordPass. Well, NordPass helps you get rid of password stress forever. It's effortless password management. In a world run by passwords, managing them can be a pain if you're going to do it right. You don't want to have one password for everything. You want to make sure that if crooks get into your account, they only can get into one account and you can stop the bleeding there. So not only do they make very difficult passwords uh, automatically so you don't have to drum up another one all the time. But second, they also store them securely so that you have your complete financial house in one protected spot. Created by the experts buying NordVPN, NordPass uses powerful, and I don't know what this is, but it's XCHACHA20 encryption. Sounds awful. On zero knowledge architecture to create a centralized vault for your most private information. By awful, I mean awful for crooks. Uh, XCHACHA20 encryption in a zero knowledge architecture uh check it out yourself nordpass.com forward slash mwf and as i mentioned you'll get uh your special treatment because you hang out with us so loving it bobby this was something yes. i'm not loving is this uh this piece though what's our big takeaway here I think it's all about checks and balances and and maybe including people that have a vested interest in protecting you in your financial decisions and, and having them weigh in and, and just making sure other people know what's going on so that you don't get taken advantage of. Because the truth is we all think we're not vulnerable to this, but sometimes people take time, they get to know us. We think they're our friends. We think that they're out to protect us as well. I'm sure this you know, crooked, presumably, because it's alleged, investment advisor gained this victim's trust, maybe over a long period of time. Maybe he thought it was his friend doing this and he trusted him. But at the end of the day, you have to be very careful who you trust. And and therefore, I would just include other people in, in investment decisions so that people that you know have your back. Yeah. And I think this is where talking about your money really makes sense. You don't have to share specifics of everything, but but just sharing what's going on in your financial life with, with someone else who's not just the professional makes a bunch of sense. Certainly, there's a ton of professionals out there who have your best interests at heart. They want to do the right thing. But we have these stories, Bobby, three or four times a year, which means that there are some bad bad people out there and the way to protect yourself is to bring other people in a little bit. I feel this is another case where yeah. I feel I feel so bad that we don't talk about money, right? It's this taboo for whatever reason that we don't talk about it and maybe having uh, uh, a loved one uh, helping this person out might have helped them from crossing that yeah. line of sharing their money with their advisor. And a lot of people that get scammed don't report it because they're so embarrassed. Yeah. Too. Agreed. Coming up uh, tomorrow, Bobby, you have another one of our thought leaders hanging out with us. Who's hanging out with you tomorrow? Jamila Soufrant awesome. from Journey to Journey to Launch. Um, she's amazing. And she's got a bunch of really cool projects happening this fall. So I'm excited to hear about them. And you guys are going to have a couple of great conversations the next couple of days. So I will yes. be back later on in the week as well. She is Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you back here next time at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. Show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. 
for a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.